1: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
0: Kyler
2: Murray was the most impressive week one. Joe Burrow battled back for the Bengals. Plus, how did the Saints embarrass the Packers? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
1: Searching all major sports found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: There was plenty of drama in the early slate of week one Sunday afternoon. The drama was eliminated by Kyler Murray when the Arizona Cardinals traveled to Tennessee to take on the Titans. They beat down the Titans 38 to 13. Kyler Murray five touchdowns in this game. And it was a game that was never really that close. Joining me now Bo Brack from Locked On Cardinals and, of course, the Monday host of Locked On NFL. And, and Bo, the the Cardinals made the splashy moves in the offseason. They bring in J.J. Watt. They bring in A.J. Green. And this offense looks every bit like the one that we thought it could be.
0: What did you see from Kyler Murray today? I saw poise for the first time. I mean, there was a big third down and 10 play where the Titans had actually answered with their first score of the game. And they needed to extend that drive, and he just made a video game-esque play with the poise, stepped up, hit Rondell Moore, the second-round rookie, out of Purdue for his first NFL catch to extend that drive. He ends up scoring. Kyler finishes it off himself with his legs, his first rushing touchdown of the season. Five total touchdowns, as you said, but a dominating performance on both sides of the ball by this Cardinals team, which uh, I think it shocked a lot of people, but everybody was looking for that offense to step up, and they did. Defensively, I think is where people did not credit
2: uh, the Cardinals last year for some of the work that they were able to accomplish. You hold a top five offense from a year ago to 13 points. So was this more about what Tennessee did to not play well or what Arizona did to keep them out of their comfort zone?
0: It was was a good mix, but they certainly got him out of their comfort zone. They held Derrick Henry, what, to eight yards for the first half, and then then you had uh, five sacks from Chandler Jones. I mean, Chandler Jones played like 2019 Chandler Jones where he had 19 sacks. Here's a guy that missed most of last season with a biceps tear, and he came back like he hadn't missed a beat. He's in a contract season. He's over 30. He's trying to prove a lot of people wrong. J.J. Watt, you won't see his name in the box score making a big amount of plays, but – he freed up Chandler Jones, and he was just an absolute animal out there. Yeah, that defense looked for real, and it was ferocious. Their front seven has to be special, and it was on Sunday. Kyler Murray, a lot of
2: his plays, and he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal last year, was, was a and a legitimate MVP candidate in the first half of the season before he got hurt. A lot of this stuff, out of structure. It's backyard football. How, how much do you have to temper this by saying, okay, we don't know how sustainable this is going to be week in sure. and week out against an NFL defense, which is what not what the Titans put on the field on Sunday.
0: No, no they certainly didn't. I mean, I don't know. It was just kind of like blind faith in that deep. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with the Titans, but you're right. I mean, the, yeah. the Arizona Cardinals were a team that came out of the gates hot last year. They beat the NFC champion the year before to, to open up the season in 2020 in the San Francisco 49ers. They beat a team that's been to the playoffs and back-to-back seasons in the Titans. So like, yeah, should you temper expectations? Absolutely. Because, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray. The league, obviously, as we know, adjusts you week in, week out. Can they make the proper adjustments going forward? Yeah, I think so. I th- you know They're going to take on the Vikings in week two, and then they've got Jacksonville in week three, so pretty good slates to open things up. But you saw some pre that movement by this offense. You saw some things that Cliff Kingsbury is incorporating for the first time in his NFL tenure, and this is such an important – this is a pivotal year for Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, you can improve off three wins. You can improve off five wins. Improving off of eight wins – that's a tough step. And Cliff Kingsbury has to show that he belongs, and I think he's stepping his game up. We'll see if it's sustainable. You know, that's that's the biggest question for this Cardinals team going forward.
2: Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, Joe Burrow battled back for the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: For rookie Trevor Lawrence, three turnovers and a loss is not something
3: he's used to. Hey, man, it's Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. Listen, you had two teams, one with the best of everything and the other with maybe the worst offseason that any franchise has had in recent memory. And if you watched the game today, you would have thought that the Texans were the team with the good fortune and the Jaguars were the one in turmoil. David Culley, out-coached Urban Meyer, out-schemed Urban Meyer. You know why? You know what happened? What happened is this. They got down to football stuff in camp didn't waste their training camp with competitions that didn't make sense, new rules that didn't make sense, and a bunch of big talk about strength and performance and speed and playing hard and playing fast. Well, the stronger team looked like Houston. The faster team looked like Houston. Houston looked like they spent a bunch of money on strength and performance. Just the total execution, a total annihilation of whatever it was the Jaguars were trying to accomplish. It's going to be a long season because I'm looking at the schedule and I can't even see a win now. I absolutely cannot see a win, and people around here have lost confidence already in Urban Meyer.
2: Another rookie in Jets quarterback Zach Wilson couldn't get the win as former Jets quarterback Sam Darnold got some revenge, well, with the help of Christian McCaffrey. I'm Julie Council, host of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast. Now we're the Carolina Panthers win their season opener at home against the New York Jets, 19 to 14. Sam Darnold. Gets revenge on his former team. The New York Jets looked really good in the first half. In the second half, Carolina Panthers were pretty quiet offensively, but had that defense lean on. Had six sacks today on rookie Zach Wilson, making his day a nightmare. Austin Christian McCaffrey back, almost 200 yards of all-purpose yards. Safe to say, CMC in the backfield makes things a hell of a lot easier for the quarterback and Sam Darnold today. So the Panthers win 19-14, look good week one next week against the Saints. T.J. Watt got paid, and then he helped the Steelers get one of the biggest wins on Sunday. Here's Locked On Steelers host, Chris Carter.
0: Pittsburgh Steelers walked into Orchard Park, New York, in Buffalo, and pulled off a major upset win over the Buffalo Bills, 23-16, with the defense having a stellar performance in this game. At no point last year did a Bills offense that averaged 31 points per game score 16 points or fewer. Well, that changed in week one, with the Steelers missing Stephon Tuitt, in a defensive tackle who had 11 sacks last year walked in T.J. Watt showing exactly why the Steelers paid him two sacks, a forced fumble on Josh Allen, and a phenomenal overall defensive performance. And it was phenomenal from top to bottom. Ben Roethlisberger avoiding the crucial turnovers this game, though only 188 yards passing. That touchdown and no interceptions looks very good. And with with an offensive line that was featuring two rookies starting, that's a heck of a performance.
2: Justin Herbert threw for 337 and a touchdown, overcoming a fumble into the end zone and a red zone interception, leading an offense that went 14 of 19 on third
4: down. What's up, guys? Daniel Wade here from a Locked On Chargers, coming to you after a huge win for the Chargers. In week one over the Washington football team 20 to 16 in their first game under head coach Brandon Staley. What a game for the Chargers, finishing things out. A huge turning point in the fourth quarter. Kazir White ends up forcing a fumble. Mike Williams ends up getting a touchdown to put the Chargers up 20 to 16. And then at the end of the game, after a big stop by the Chargers defense, the Chargers offense runs over six and a half minutes of clock ends up in the victory formation and takes home their first win of the season going west coast to east coast in a huge game where a couple of guys sit out. Justin Herbert looked great. Rashawn Slater, the rookie left tackle, looked great. Asante Samuel Jr., another guy who came up big after struggling early on. A huge success for the Chargers and a shout-out for their last drive, being aggressive, keeping the offense on the field, throwing the ball to finish the game the way that you want to on your own terms.
2: That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for next on BetOnline.ag. If you are already over Week 1 in the NFL, here are some opening lines for Week 2. The Washington football team couldn't get it done against the Chargers, but they open as four-point favorites against the Giants on the Thursday night game. The Texans made the Jaguars look bad in Week 1, but they open as 12-point underdogs against the Browns, who let a win slip away against the Chiefs. The 49ers almost let the Lions come back and win in week one, but they are three-point favorites against the Eagles, who embarrassed the Falcons on Sunday. For all your gambling needs on football or whatever it is, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Here is another story you need to know.
2: Joe Burrow is back, and so are the Bengals. After week one, they beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-24 in overtime. Jamar Chase found out he still knows how to catch, which is great news for him and the Bengals. Uh, Joining me now from Locked on Bengals, Jake go, Jake, we saw Joe Burrow back on the field, and he at times was throwing darts against this Minnesota defense that we think is supposed to be at least much better. Jamar Chase has the 50-yard bomb touchdown, and they get the win. What was the most important thing we saw from the Bengals on Sunday?
5: Well, Joe Burrow played an entire game, and turns out he isn't made of glass. He did tweak an ankle <laughs> at some point, and he did get hit a little bit too much, but he showed that pinpoint accuracy, and for the most part, the offensive line let the Bengals' offense operate. You saw them really thrive with the wide zone stuff that Frank Pollock brought to town. Joe Mixon had a really nice game. So balanced approach on offense for the most part. And they did enough to win their first game in a one score game, which is something that Zach Taylor has struggled with.
2: Also defensively, they gave Minnesota a huge issue up front. Now that Minnesota offensive line is not great, but it's not like the Bengals have the 85 bears defense. That front was able to get after Kirk Cousins repeatedly. They drew a number of holding calls and then just hit and harassed Kirk Cousins have we been underrating maybe how good th- this defense can be?
5: Larry Ogunjobi had a, an amazing game. If that's how Larry Ogunjobi is going to play now that the Bengals have moved him back to the three-tech all year, then maybe you have been, you being national non-Bengals, cover, I mean, I've been underrating it too. I didn't expect them to be this good, although I did think that from a power perspective, when you have DJ Reader and Larry Ogunjobi going against the Minnesota interior, which is athletic but not necessarily the strongest, That is a good matchup for the Bengals interior. BJ Hill also acquired for Billy Price from New York, had two sacks in the game. So the interior generally played really well. And Trey Hendrickson on the left side of the Minnesota offense gave Rashad Hill, who probably won't be starting for long, I guess, a a really hard time. So really encouraging stuff early. We'll find out soon how much of it is a matchup and how much of it is this Bengals defensive line is actually really good.
2: We we can't not talk about the Jamar Chase factor here. He took a lot of criticism. He was up and down in training camp. Had all the drops in the preseason, at least early in the preseason. We also saw T. Higgins carted off the field. If the Bengals are going to be without T. Higgins, what do you need to see from Jamar Chase to know that he can he can help carry this offense if he needs to?
5: So it turns out T is okay. He went off to get uh, some hydration, some IV fluids. He was dehydrated. It was very hot in Cincinnati today. He's fine. But Jamar Chase showing that he and Joe Burrow, I mean, LSU, LSU social media remains undefeated. They put out a, a great splice together of a touchdown pass from from Burrow to Chase in the national championship with the Burrow to Chase touchdown on Sunday. And look, if that's going to be a thing for the Bengals this year, and that's going to unlock the explosive play deep ball, that is the thing that was missing for the Bengals in Joe Burrow's rookie year. and. That would make a big difference in year two.
2: Coming up, how did the Saints embarrass the Packers? Our cue of the day is next.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got nine delicious base flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone and they're all high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs and low in sugar and yet they taste delicious. In terms of food that is actually good for you. I don't want to call it a health food because that has such weighty connotations. As good a tasting a food as you can ask for. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com.
1: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the Day. It was
2: the stunner of the Week 1 slate. The New Orleans Saints go to Jacksonville and beat down Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers 38-3. to That is a number that is going to sound very familiar to Saints fans. They did it to the Super Bowl champs last year, in fact. And, of course, Packer fans hoping that history repeats itself in that same way. Joining me now from Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson and Ross. This game is hard to parse what was more impressive, the offense or the defense, because they both were incredible What stood out to you from this game in a surprising way? Well, I have to jump directly into the
6: conversation around Jameis Winston. I mean... You know, the New Orleans Saints had a good defense last year. They were top five in both run defense and pass defense. Yes, they lost some pieces, but there's enough continuity at all three levels of that defense, secondary, defensive line. You can look at the safeties if you want to split up the secondary. And of course, the second level with Demario Davis and of course, their defensive coordinator. They might have upgraded a little bit over in the secondary with their secondary coach, Chris Richard, when Aaron Glenn headed to Detroit. But, you didn't see Jameis Winston. You're not taking a top five Jameis Winston and turning him into a top five Jameis Winston, right? You're taking a Jameis Winston that's coming off of his last full season action, throwing 30 interceptions, and he comes in and throws five touchdowns and no interceptions, at least none that stand in this content in this uh, uh, this competition here against the Green Bay Packers. So for me, the thing that really stood out was how remarkably conservative this offense was until they finally took the top off with the big 55-yard touchdown to Deontay Harris. But they were able to run an efficient offense and have, you know, Jameis was to go out there and go 13 of 20. And, you know, just so happened that he threw touchdowns with 25% of his passes in this game. But he didn't have to go out there and throw for 500 yards. This was an offense that was ready to play today.
2: And there was an interception, as you hinted at, but Zadarius Smith called for one of the worst roughing the passer penalties that has ever yeah. been called anywhere by anyone. Uh, he also had five touchdowns on 148 yards it is the lowest yardage total by someone who threw five touchdowns essentially in NFL history 1948 the stat Basically. goes back to um and so if it happened before that which it may have uh congratulations to whoever that was um bumpy McGee or whoever it probably was uh this is a Saints team now that I think we we have to look at a little bit differently right if this is gonna be he's not gonna throw five touchdowns every week ross right but if, if Jameis is 80% as good as he looked in this game all season, I mean, what reason do we have to not believe they'll be right in the mix, in the conversation, in the NFC this season? Yeah, I think the
6: New Orleans Saints would take, you know, three touchdowns on 70 yards passing <laughs> if they really needed it. You know, they'd be happy to do that. And especially when you have a run game that goes out there, runs for over 150 yards collectively amongst all those running backs. You have Jameis Winston, who, you know, had more yards on the ground at quarterback than Taysom Hill uh, in his, you know, couple of snaps that he had. Mm. And because of Jameis Winston's escapability in this game, it ended up creating a touchdown pass to Chris Hogan in the back of the end zone when a safety bit down, or rather a linebacker bit down to try to stop. Jameis. So if the Saints are able to put together Anything accustomed to this as they continue to move forward throughout this season after now having toppled one of the toughest opponents they're going to see all season. That's really good news for this New Orleans Saints team that underwent so much change and has undergone so much adversity before the first whistle even blew in this game. And so if the defense shows up, Jameis Winston continues to play like this, Sean Payton continues to have all of these tricks up his sleeve, the Saints are a team to watch. My biggest question will be did they just play the best game they'll play all season? That'll take time to find out.
2: And finally, Max Scherzer recorded his 3,000th career strikeout with his family on hand for the Dodgers game against the Padres. As if that wasn't enough history for one day, he nearly threw a perfect game, too. Scherzer said after the game in the 5th and 6th, I realized I had something going there. Once I was able to get through the 6th, I was like, hey, I got a chance at this. Alas, it was not to be. Scherzer retired his first 22 batters, including Fernando Tatis Jr., just before Eric Hosmer doubled to deep right with one out in the eighth. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked On Bats, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Tuesday, our first look at fans in the stands for the Las Vegas Raiders. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.